0: This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, as always, Stacey Ray, and I want to welcome you to another episode where we're going to keep it real and we're going to dive into another real conversation about real life. As you know, I started this show to initiate some of these conversations that we aren't always having and just get real about some of the everyday challenges that we face in life as women and provide some insights and empowering solutions and obviously introduce you to some powerhouse women in the world that are here to support you and make things happen with you. So if you are making things happen in your life or you want to and you find yourself overwhelmed or stressed by the workload and just hustling way too hard, I have created a very special audio series for you. It's called The Hustle Happy and healthier audio guide, get your cute little booty over to weareladyalpha.com and get yourself subscribed, girl. This is episode number 14 and a topic that I'm actually extremely excited to dive into. I think I'm excited every single week though. So honesty moment, I do this show just as much for you as I do it for me. I love speaking to all the wonderful women we bring on this show and I love just diving in and getting curious about all of these different things. So I promise to stay curious. And our guest today, Amy Fiedler, was someone that I actually came across on social media and we were kind of giggling about that before we came on here. Like, I just totally fell in love with her sass and how she puts things out there in such an easy-to-digest way. And the more that I looked over her work and just what she's so passionate about, um, we just really decided on a topic. It was to really support with just bringing all of her knowledge together around really getting in alignment and getting unstuck. So as we know, right... We all get stuck sometimes. It happens. Life happens. We get stuck. And how to really move through that, move through the patterns or blocks and move forward with clarity. So I'm actually really excited to share her insights with you. She's got a lot of experience here, a lot of passion for this work. So before we dive in, I want to tell you a little bit more about Amy. She is a spiritual life and relationship coach. She is an author and an ordained minister. Her book is called 365 Little Blast of Love. Sounds so good. And it's on uh, amazon.com. So we will put the link to obviously her site, her work, and her book in the post. So you guys will have that as well. And when I asked Amy what she does, she said, I put words to your feelings so that you can hear your heart. I am known for my honest, quick-witted, and sassy approach to life mm -hmm, and her relationships and spirituality, and I am a master at giving you practical ways to radically shift it all. And if (laughs) I will probably bring this up a couple times on the show. If you are not already following Amy by the time this show is over on social media, you need to get over there. She posts awesome stuff, and she's really funny, and she really brings some lightness to this whole conversation. So... Super excited. And as always, I love hearing from you. Thank you so much for your comments and questions and topic suggestions. I absolutely love it. And if anything comes up for you through the show and you're like, hey, I need to tell somebody about this, just feel free to reach out. I'm not just fluffing you here when I'm saying send me a message. You can send me emails. You can send me messages and just say, hey, Stacy, this is what came through for me or whatever. I love hearing from you. So feel free. And uh, let's get Amy on the phone because like why even make it any further ado, right? Amy, can you hear me? Yes. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having a conversation with me today. I'm really excited, actually, about this conversation because this is something that I personally have dealt with lots in my life. I've been stuck many times, and I'm sure many of the listeners have too, so it's going to be a cool combo.
1: We've all gotten stuck, right? Thank mm-hmm. you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Uh, Why don't we start by you giving us a little bit of a look behind the scenes of your life. Like what goes on in Amy's every day?
1: Amy's every day. Amy's every day isn't as glamorous as everybody makes it out today. (laughs) It's it's Amy and her Pomeranian Dewey, and we are just like a tag team duo. We sleep as long as we want. I meditate on his dog bed, we hang out all day, we help people, we laugh, we preach, and we kick it. Like, that's (laughs) that's life.
0: (laughs) Do we? That's awesome. Yes, love it. Thanks for that look behind the scenes. He
1: is the best muse in the world. And aren't animals like they are just the best. They teach us so much, just like kids, I mean, and old people. Well, really, everybody everybody
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know what you mean totally how did you get into this work like where did this all kind of begin for you so a total fluke I
1: was uh, I was in the fashion industry for Mm. a very long time after I graduated college and I was commuting from New Jersey to New York City I was doing wardrobe styling and working with celebrities like it seemed pretty fabulous, but it wasn't fulfilling me, and I was struggling in relationships at the time, and I had gone to therapy as, like, a teenager, and that didn't really work for me, so I stumbled into a psychic shop one day, and the rest was, like, pretty much history. I, I couldn't afford her at the time. She kind of took me under her wing, made me her her nanny slash assistant slash everything as she helped me and taught me and coached me and I woke up like eight years later spiritually wow. and was like, whoa, I'm totally supposed to be doing this too. It's been like staring me in the face for years how I've just been drawn to this, these spiritual teachings and, and her and, and everything she would do for her clients and that was that missing piece that 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 I couldn't find in in the fashion industry
0: mm-hmm. wow what an interesting story I love it right <laughs> and I love that you just trusted that nudge to go into her shop in the first place like isn't that just interesting
1: it's crazy how god sorts, whatever you want to call it god guides you you know you just mm-hmm. you, you you think it's by accident you think you're just desperate one day and then you end up in a psychic shop having a tarot card reading and you're like what the fuck is my life well <laughs> here we are right <laughs> yeah here we are we're changing everybody else's lives thanks to that little nudge
0: wow and what a journey it must have been for you I mean I can imagine just all of the many moving parts and all of the realizations and all of the practice and everything that you that you integrated in that amount of time holy moly
1: I mean, yeah, that's probably the best word, holy moly, because when, when I actually, like, sit for a second and reflect on it, I'm like, wow, I went through some stuff, like we all do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we all go through stuff. We all experience pain or heartbreak or whatever, and we don't actually make sense of it until later. I always say we're, we're living life forward, but understanding it backwards. That's really what's happening, right? We reflect back and then we're like, Oh, now I know why that guy left me or oh, I know why like that job didn't work out.
0: Yeah. Mm, love that point. That's really good. And and interesting in like what we're talking about today too is getting unstuck because I have it that a lot of people they get into the struggle and they get into the, the stuckness or the you know, the the challenging part in life and then we kinda hang out there. Um Yeah. What do you want to, like, what direction do you want to go in when we talk about getting unstuck first? What kind of jumps out the most for you?
1: I mean, like, spiritually, when we're stuck in any area of life, it's all connected. Like, it doesn't doesn't matter where we start with this conversation because it's all going to come full circle anyway, right? Like, someone could come to me and talk about how they feel like they're stuck in their career. And I get clients like that all the time. And ultimately what happens is anything that's happening in your life is a reflection of what's happening with yourself. It's your relationship to yourself, and that's what it all comes down to. That's why I call myself a life and relationship coach, because even if somebody's coming to me about their romantic partnership, it's still about their relationship to to themselves, just like their health Mm -hmm. is, just like their wealth is, just like their career is. So that's really where I want to take this conversation: is helping people really understand their connection within themselves and the relation that that serves to the rest of the world, to their to their career, to their partners, to whomever.
0: Mm. Oh, we are going to get along just fine. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is getting epic so we far. Are. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, just for the listeners, I, like, I knew Amy was my people. <laughs>
1: I, like, knew. <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Ah, I love that you brought that whole full circle and just connected all the dots. Like, bang, straight to the core here. Let's cut through the crap. Like, relationship to yourself. Ultimately, everything is a reflection of that. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. how do, like, how do we start to... Um, I guess navigate that and explore like what is our relationship to ourselves is it just like can we re- literally start seeing it everywhere in our lives based on that or how do you start exploring that with people
1: Oh, you can start seeing it everywhere in your life home girl and guess yeah. what's going to happen you are going to want to hide for a while be like, <laughs> once you get this whole mirror reflection thing like once you really grab this is the crazy part like when a client comes to me and they, we awaken them, like, spiritually to that concept, suddenly they're hyper-aware of everything. And they're mm. like, oh, my God, Amy, this is all making sense so much. Like, my, my mother in me and my boyfriend in me and even my professor in me. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. every You are getting feedback everywhere you look, every single day. And it's so simple. It's not as complicated as we make it. Every day you wake up and, and the world and the people in it are going to tell you how you feel about you. That's it. It's not much bigger than that. Like, that's it. But we get stuck as humans in the stuff. We get stuck in the chaos. We get stuck in the relationships. We, we make it about them. make it about it Mm -hmm. when really it's always about us.
0: Yeah, so true. And that's really, that can be really challenging in my experience. Like it's so easy to point outwards and go, oh no, this is happening to me or, oh no, this is, oh, this person or, and like blame and point fingers and do all that kind of stuff. Like I, I get that human tendency. Like when we really start to unwind that, like you said, and you start to be like awaken to all of this, this just happening, obviously. And how it's all coming back to you. I resonate with the overwhelming part. What you just said. like, Oh,
1: God. Yeah. Yes. It's like, I mean, I'm human. Like people will often, I have clients call me superwoman. I'm not superwoman. <laughs> like I am, I, I teach this. I studied this a long time. I've, I've been really trained in doing this. But that doesn't make me not human to it. Like I still get stuck in shit. I still get blinded by shit. I still forget who I am, and that's mm-hmm. really what it is. We forget who we are for a moment. We resist the reflection, and that's when we blame and point fingers and we keep ourselves in, in an emotional place of anger or resentment or guilt or what have you, right? We, mm-hmm. we are resisting what we're being shown about ourselves, and I always give people the example of, like, if you go look in the mirror right now you can't start yelling at the mirror to fix your lipstick. You, mm-hmm. it, it ain't going to work. I mean, you're going to look a little crazy, but it ain't going <laughs> to work. Like, the mirror cannot adjust your lipstick for you. It like, can't fix your eyeshadow. It ain't going to put on your mascara. That's not what's going to happen. But that's what we're walking around in our everyday lives doing. We're screaming mm-hmm. at the reflections. We're resenting the reflections. We're getting so angry at them. When they're just doing their design duty.
0: They and, can only show
1: yeah. us what we're doing to ourselves.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, there to support us, guide us, lead us, teach us. Like, <laughs> the reflections are not there to ultimately hurt us. Yeah. Oh, I'm
1: so happy you said that. Like, I had that that, that thought. Well, I get the best insights when I'm showering, don't you?
0: <laughs> What's, oh, my God. Right? Oh, yeah. I have the best insights in the shower. <laughs>
1: Be, well, first, let's just because the water is hitting your crown chakra. When mm-hmm. the water hits your crown chakra, boom! The chakra is wide open. All the insights come through. Anything you were resisting before you got in there has just revealed itself to you. But so I, mm-hmm. I was showering before we got on this call, and that was my thought. What you just said, like I was really diving into that for a second. How, how, um. What did you
0: just say? <laughs> well, like that the reflections are like they're they're not there to – because that's what I guess my fear was for oh, the longest you. time. Yeah, it was like, oh, I was so afraid to lean into the reflections that I was receiving and the, the the insights I was getting from my outside world because it felt so scary, I guess is the best word I can describe. Like it just felt like, oh, my God, this is going to be a rabbit hole if I lean into this kind of thing. And, yeah, that's been something I've been really – noticing for myself is like those reflections are, are there to support you ultimately and teach you and grow you and, and get you closer to, to all of the things that you really are. And um, yes. yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: they're so innocent. They're not there to hurt you. They are helping you. They're helping. I actually posted a quote this morning on Instagram and it was about breakups. It was about heartache. And, and I said, they didn't, they didn't leave you. They helped you. Mm. Mm, that's so powerful, yeah. That's what happened. They didn't they didn't do it to hurt you. They didn't break up with you to leave you. They didn't do it out of spite for you, right? They did it because you needed to come back home to you. You needed to learn to unconditionally love you and respect you. And this is this is like a major trigger point for humans in romantic relationships. It's so easy to forget who you are. It's so easy to get caught up in that reflection. And make it about them. And then what does society teach us? I mean, I marry people for a living. I fix their life and then I marry Mm -hmm. them. So, like, what happens? They take those vows and they immediately think, my life is now about you. Mm -hmm. My life is now dedicated to you. I'm responsible for you. Oh, my God, that's the biggest lie in the book. No, you're responsible for your own well-being. And they will reflect that back to you. Yeah. They can't hurt you unless you're hurting you. They can't leave you unless you've abandoned you. They can't do anything to you that you're not already doing to you.
0: Mm-hmm. So powerful. And probably not just when we say the vows. I mean, I think a lot of people are entering into relationships with that same that same thought process, you know.
1: Yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, like, they're looking for relationships to fulfill them rather than to be equal to them, to reflect to them, to, to be empowered with them, right? Like, we so are, and I know, i was so fucking guilty of this for so long, looking for a boyfriend to make me feel good about me, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? We, that is, you made them your source. So now they're in your life and you feel good because they're in your life. Well, then what happens if they leave your life or what happens if they're too busy to pay attention to you? Well, they're your source. <laughs> that ain't going to work out too well because you're going to get angry and resentful and jealous and you're going to need more and more and more and more love and attention and affection from them. They're not supposed to be your source. They never were. God is in you. God is in me. God is in them. The same source in them is in you. That's the crazy chaos. That's the mix that <laughs> everybody has in romance.
0: Yeah, love it. And I love something that you said before we got on because I, I really want to just like perk this into the conversation right now because it was so good. Yeah. you were like, sometimes <laughs> we have to forget in order to remember. <laughs> yeah, that landed do. for me. Oh, that's so, so good.
1: Yeah, I mean. Jaycee, think, think about it, all right? If, if I was never poor, I was, I was poor. I, had, I didn't have enough money to pay my bills at one point. If I was never poor, I would not know how to appreciate money when I have it. Mm-hmm. You need that contrast, right? We need to forget who we are. We need to feel powerless in order to feel powerful. We need to feel unlovable in order to know what love feels like. We need to feel chaos and turmoil for half my life. When I was in high school, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, OCD. I was put on a whole bunch of pills. I was sent to a therapist who just, like, handed me the same workbook he handed everybody else and sent me on my way. And I felt complete chaos every single day of my life. I remember he had me do a journaling exercise. (laughs) He told me to journal my thoughts out every half hour. At the time, it was like summer, and I was a summer lifeguard at like an outdoor pool. So we didn't really do anything all day. We just sat and got tan and kind of started pool. So every 30 minutes, I looked down, and I started writing out my thoughts, and I'd fill about six pages of my thoughts. And then I'd go back in to see him in a week, and he'd go, you know, the average person thinks about two to three things every hour. And you are thinking about 50 different things every 30 (laughs) minutes. No wonder you're anxious. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Now people are like, what are you, stoned all the time, Amy? You're so calm. And I go, well, no, I'm not. I take no pills. I smoke nothing. But, like, the house couldn't burn down around me, and I would be totally at peace because I'm at peace internally.
0: Mm hmm Hmm. Beautiful. And I think for anyone who's feeling in the stuckedness, that's probably exactly what they're desiring right now is to be able to find that, that inner peace and create that, that, um, resiliency with it too, you know, um, so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so much. Like, that's the, that's the aim. <laughs> um, So for those that are, you know, in that process now, they're like, oh, you know, yeah, Amy, you're total, this is resonating for me. Like, yeah, I'm I'm in a relationship that just feels super stuck or I'm in a job that I'm really stuck in. Like, how can they start to, now that they're seeing some of these reflections, like, start to uh, step into that more and take the lessons as they're coming? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, the first step is always the awareness. I tell every client this. I said step one is always awareness because the awareness brings the wisdom. See, when we forget who we are, when we just feel the emotion, the emotion is the first manifestation. What's the first sign that something is off? We're at discord with God, right? So we feel anxiety or we feel confused or we feel turmoil of some sort and We have no idea where it's coming from. We just start to resist that feeling. That's like the normal human tendency, like, oh, I don't feel something good, and I don't like it, and I don't want it. And then what happens when you tighten up and resist around it? You create more of it. So the minute you have the awareness that something is off within you, and you know something's off within you because anything that doesn't feel good is not true, Stacey, anything Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel good is not true because the only way Source sees us is through love. So if we don't feel love at any point in our day, we are not seeing ourselves or the world around us the way God sees Mm us. So we have that awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And the minute we have that awareness, it shifts in that moment. It shifts. You come into an acceptance of I feel anxiety. Okay. And then what, right? First, got to accept it. I feel this. How can I love myself through this? That's what I would encourage them to do. Mm-hmm. Find a way to love yourself through that. Accept it and find a way to love yourself in spite of it. How would you talk to your child or how would you talk to your best friend if they were torn up or they were hurting, or they were confused, you definitely wouldn't punish them for it. You'd be like, it's okay, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. That's a key component in everything, is our self-talk with ourselves it has to be straight, it has to be loving, it has to be kind, it has to have compassion. And far too many of us don't, I don't, I don't, I have to work at it. I'm, I beat myself up all the time. I have to work at saying, Amy, it's going to be okay. Amy, you're going to get through this. Amy, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. So awareness, accept it, love it, talk yourself through it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then your natural guidance comes in from there. It'll guide you on what to do from there.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that you went through that. And I I really resonate with what you said, too, about expressing it because – for so long I found when things would come up, um, you know, suppressing it or ignoring it or making it wrong was kind of my go-to. And, and recently it's been more about just expressing it and accepting it and allowing it to just be there, like the whole range of the human experience. And, and, uh, yeah, I love what you said. Like even the more that you resist it, (laughs) like it's just, it's just going to keep hanging out. So yeah, yeah, really giving it that space to express and just allow yourself to move through it gently. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I know
1: that people who are who are spiritual in any capacity, whether they're like super spiritual or they're just jumping on this journey, right? They they think it's bad. They they're programmed to think being mad is is wrong, being angry is wrong, being resentful or feeling guilt is what. None of none of them are wrong. None of them are wrong. That's a judgment that we can't make. Everything is right for you in that moment. So that's mm-hmm. that that's that ultimate self-acceptance I'm Mm -hmm. right no matter how I feel right now
0: yeah yeah so good Mm -hmm. and it sounds like there's a piece around trust you know like when you're moving forward and those those little nudges and like trusting yourself because we like and I wonder if you're noticing this too like there tends to be a lot of people sort of looking obviously we want the guidance and the insights from other people but really looking outside of themselves for what's next Like someone to just tell them what to do. And um, I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on, on, like, self-trust and and really strengthening that relationship with yourself?
1: You know, I see that so much, what you just said. Mm -hmm. People seeking in so many different ways outside of themselves. Because they don't want to believe they know what's right for them. You know, part of it's like we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves. Because what if we are wrong? Then, then we have to own up to that, right? We have to own up that we made that choice for ourselves. We don't want that power. We're scared of that amount of power. There, I mean, there's so many common things, and, and they kind of just intertwine with each other, that I see we're scared of our own power, we deny it. We'd rather hand it away to somebody else. We'd rather, like, with my clients, I'm constantly saying, I'm never going to give you the answer, but I will guide you and nudge you and teach you how to trust yourself. And ultimately, that pays off big time for them because they don't have to return to me when they're done working with me. They leave me, and they're not what I like to call coach hopping. They're not like, who's the next one can I sign up to work with, right? And they can fix my problems for me. Like, we need to understand as a society, the point of the human experience is to have this contrast. We're supposed to ride this roller coaster, this, have this cycle of suckery, that's what I like yeah. to call it.
0: <laughs> Thanks for saying so, yep. That's yep. what we're supposed
1: to be here for. So, like... If you're going to keep reaching outside to a therapist or a coach, like, I don't want you to keep hiring me. I want you to work with me and then go fly on your own. Yeah. Go figure it out on your own. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah.
0: Love it. Mm. Yeah and I I love that this whole conversation the whole theme that I'm I'm getting to is like how much power people really do have within them like we really are able to get unstuck in any given moment just by simply really allowing ourselves to go there and be aware and move move in that action like I love, yeah. you could have, you could have jumped on here and been like, okay, so five tips to get unstuck. <laughs> like you could have totally ah! done this like really surface level kind of approach to getting out of, you know, patterns or blocks. And I love that you went right to the core of like, just no bullshit here. Like this is really truly about you. Love it.
1: Mm-hmm. I really don't know any other way. <laughs> 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 I don't have it in me to give anybody like here's your five steps to happiness. Like I, yeah. I can't because it's like it's so simple yet yet so complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody thinks every different problem they present is different. And it's my job to show them it's all the same. And they'll often look at me and go, How well, how is my weight gain the same as my relationship problems uh lord it's so easy for me but like they don't see it they see two separate entities Mm. and it's all coming from them though and that's Mm. what they fail to realize
0: yeah Mm. juicy what are some of the common like i get that kind of everything is related in a sense but what are some of the common blocks or or um kind of reflections that you see people experiencing that are just a little bit more uh, common scene in people?
1: With the people I work with, like the common theme is usually in in romance. They Usually I'm working with people um, who come to me and they're either married and they've been married a long time and they're just like, I can't stand when he does X, Y, and Z. Or I'm ready to leave my marriage. Like it, we, we could go from like tiny problems to like what seems like a major drastic problem. And 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 the theme is is that they've repeated within themselves this story that they are X, Y, and Z. And they've made it about their spouse or they've made it about their significant other. And it shows ways with different things that the person does but ultimately it's always them. When they're ready to take responsibility, that it's all coming from them, they are the projector and they're just shooting out the story that they're believing for themselves, the whole thing transforms. I can't tell you how many clients have come to me ready to leave their marriage, like Mm -hmm. ready, like they've got a hidden bank account and they're ready to pack up those children after X amount of years and just leave their spouse. And when we're done working together they're more in love than ever. It's like it never even freaking happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cause it freed them up from the, the bind of that story too. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm.
1: Totally transformed. Yeah. But you know, like other people will come to me, they'll come to me about their careers or they'll come to me about their body image stuff. And it's just, it's, it's the same stuff playing out differently. A lack of self-worth, um, a lack of belief in themselves. they, they feel guilty being who they really are. They they feel like they need to hide their power. They feel like they aren't allowed to be seen or really heard. And, you know, it all, it, it all if we were to just clump it into one word, self-love, self-worth stuff, mm-hmm. but that's really how it, it comes out. I mean, my big story I talk about in the, in the intro of my book, 365 Little blossom of Love, I, I talk about how growing up I never felt seen or heard. I never felt loved, even though I grew up in a house where I was told that I was loved every day. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that was because my parents, just like their parents and their parents' parents, they didn't know how to love themselves. So they'd offer it externally, but they weren't ever giving themselves love So I can't feel anything if you're on empty. You can offer words, but I'm never going to actually feel that love. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. really we can thank that, right? Because that's (laughs) that's what's created this whole business for me and it drives my, my purpose and my passion in life is to help people really understand that all of their love and all of their validation and all of their security comes from within themselves not not from their parents and their parents aren't bad or not from their lover their lover isn't bad it's just it's all got to come internally mm mm-hmm.
0: yeah and i love all the little side steps that you know society wants us to do and all the things that we sometimes even see in self help books and stuff like oh no, you can just do all these things and then (laughs) you can just follow this list of five best things to do on a first date or (laughs) like just all of this nonsense when ultimately, like you said, it's so simple yet it's not at the same time because it's a practice to be in that whole just essence of life. Love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, like people will think, Self love is like, well, I get a manicure every two weeks, Amy. Well that's nice. <laughs> I'm so happy for your nails. But like that's not that's not self love. That that's a loving act for sure, but that just getting your nails done isn't gonna make you love you. It's yeah. not gonna make you feel loved. It's it's everything else that we overlook. How we talk to ourselves, how we treat ourselves. Like a simple thing. This is so simple. Like Do you get up and go to the bathroom the minute you know you have to pee? Do Mm -hmm. you? Because when I I didn't love myself, I'd hold it and I'd finish what I was doing on the computer. I'd hold, like, those are loving apps. Or when you're hungry, do you go feed yourself or do you wait until you're shaking and you're like, you're
0: ready to collapse on the floor and then you're like, I guess I'll eat. Yeah. Mm, Good point. Yeah, interesting. It's like the, the self-care things, like choices that we make sometimes get collapsed in what self-love really is, too. Yeah, I hear you. Like, yeah, I go get a manicure or I get a massage or, you know, oh I went for a walk yeah. today. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, those are loving acts. And uh, there's more. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right on that walk, were you yelling at
0: yourself? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Were you bitching at yourself about something you said yesterday or something you didn't do? Or yeah, exactly. Ah, so good, so good. There's some good nuggets in this episode. I might just quote a few of these on (laughs) you.
1: Oh my god, I love it. I love. I don't know what comes through. I say this to like clients all the time. I don't know what comes through me. when I'm I'm tuned in and I'm just preaching. I have no idea until sometimes Amy catches it before it leaves her mouth, and then I'm like, ooh, that was good, let me write that one down, or like somebody else quotes it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will surely do that then. Yeah. Love it. What are some of your, like, I want to say, like, kind of your practices or things that you really enjoy doing that really fill you up? So,
1: Every day when I get up, I make it my intention to feel good. I keep it that simple. How can I feel good before I even get out of my bed? And I, I just start appreciating the fact that I have a soft pillow and I love my blankets or there's a cool breeze or my dog is giving me kisses or whatever, right? Like I start my day on with the notion that I'm going to feel good. And then from there, I just let myself be guided. Like, people will often be like, you don't really have too much structure. And I go, no. Because what happens with, with forcing yourself to get in a routine of, I have to meditate today. I have to work out today. What ultimately happens is, as humans, we need change. The and flow. We need variety. So when you start forcing things, you then are not doing it with a pure intention. You're not doing it from the right energy. So I set that intention. I'm going to feel good. And then I let myself be guided. And ultimately what ends up happening is I usually, for the most part, work out every day, but it changes. There's variety. And I I meditate mostly every day, but it changes. There's variety. I don't do it the same way every day, right? Mm -hmm. And make sure I go outside I spend time like I take my dog on like a 30-minute walk because that to me is meditation. I really process my thoughts that way easily, and those are really the core things I make sure to do every day. I always make sure to cook my meals. For me, I try to find loving loving acts. How can I phrase this? Loving acts <laughs> that make me feel like I'm proud of me. Mm. I try to find things to do that I'm impressed easily when I do them. So I always impress myself when I cook a meal because I don't follow, like, a recipe. So I kind of just, like, I'm like, wow, oh, that was did. really good. Yeah. I can't believe i made that. And it's really the energy, right? Yeah. So, like, my goal every day, the intention is to just find ways to, like, blow my own damn mind. Exactly. And impress me. <laughs>
0: I love it. Like, there's this whole world in us that is sometimes un, undiscovered and, like, all of these, like, little things that you might love or like or can do or can be. And, like, sometimes it's fun to just explore those things and just try things on, too, you know? So cool. Totally.
1: I, I mean, I think so. But I think what a lot of people want when they listen to, like, a podcast or they listen or they read a blog, right, they they want to be told what to do. Yeah. And I am so anti-telling people what to do. And people are like, but you help people for a living. Yes, I help people for a living, but I never tell them what to do. I lead by example. I let my energy lead the way. And then I ultimately let them decide what's going to serve them. That.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. Tell us more about your work and how you work with people and like about your book and stuff like that. I want to know more about you and how you how you facilitate this for people. Well, I work just like (laughs) that.
1: Love
0: it. I keep it really simple. (laughs) It is really. I'm
1: such a simple being. I I work with people um, in a very intuitive way. So I always let spirit guide me. I always let God kind of lead the way in the session. I ask them what's coming up for them. I ask them what's going on. I don't plan ahead. There's no pre-planning here. I don't give them steps. I don't give them homework, per se. I give them the, the insight in that moment that's going to change their mind instantly. And when it changes their mind instantly, their energy changes, the way they see the entire situation and themselves changes. And within the first couple minutes of the session, like, their mind has already changed about... A million different things. They're seeing things in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. So I work fast. I work quick, but I work very, very simply, we'll say. Like I, I just, I let God do his thing through me. That's what I tell everybody. I'm the vessel, and he's doing his thing, and I just have to show up every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that works. You know, that works for me. For other people, people, a lot of people like structure, and, and I'm probably not the coach for that. <laughs> <They like
0: structure. laughs> well, maybe <laughs> you're the perfect they, coach for them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, well,
1: ultimately, yeah, there's the hidden message behind that. I'm <laughs> the perfect coach for you if, you if you really like structure because you really, you, if you like structure, you don't like, if you don't, if you like structure in the sense of, being dictated and told what to do and how to do it then you don't like feeling powerful that's a pretty bold statement but that's the truth
0: I like it I like it I mean I I definitely can relate to the structure piece for years I'm not a super structured person I'm more of like passion on fire kind of thing And I just, you know, I adhered to like certain structures and kept trying them on and trying them on and like all these success mindsets that I got into earlier in my life. And it was like, yeah, I get up at 5am and then you got to do this and then you got to do this and then you got to do this. And I was like, this just doesn't feel good. (laughs) Like By midday, I was like exhausted and just not in my zone of genius, you know? And not really like what yes. I call like in your mojo, right? So I love what yes. you said about that. Cause yeah, there's like little things that I take on now that are totally structured, but it's like, it's a structure that I decide on and it's a structure that I create that supports the ultimate thing, which is my freedom and expression and creativity and all that kind of stuff. So yes, don't just You're in here. charge of
1: it. And yeah. that's
0: the key thing here. Yeah. You are not doing it because so said to do it.
1: You're, you're in charge of it. And I think that's the, that's the key here. Mm -hmm.
0: I just want to go back to what you said too about the power. I mean, I think ultimately that, that really landed for me too. And I think for a lot of people listening, it's like, you know, sometimes that like really truly owning that this is all you like, wow, like, you know, that, that's a lot of power and it can be a little bit scary to really go, oh yeah, this is, this is me. It
1: can be so scary. It can be so scary because we, we talk about, like, you'll see uh, on the online space, in the online communities, you're constantly hearing people go, well, the universe and God and universe <laughs> yeah. and God. That's you. That's <laughs> you. The, you. The universe is in you. So when you say, like, the universe always sends me what I need and it's always supporting me, yeah, you are always supporting you. You are doing these things for you. It's not outside of you. I'm working on getting a, a course out there right now. I've got to get it up on my website and, and put it out into the world, but that's what it's about. It's helping people understand God and helping people understand sometimes these, these religious connotations, these religious contexts in the form of what they really mean for us as humans. We, there is no man in the sky who's picking and choosing who gets a miracle today. Everything that we've believed is outside of us is, is in us. That's the power we have. We are all extension of it, and we're all connected to it. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that was a good nugget too. Maybe there's a quote in there, but, um, <laughs> yeah. cause it's so true that I hear that all the time. Like the universe did this and, and I, and I get it and I, and I, I hear what people are, are, uh, you know, what they're pointing to, but yeah, I love what you just said. Ultimately, it's all you anyway. <laughs> like, ultimately. Right.
1: I mean, know. when I fully grasp that, I mean, I grew up not so much in a religious household, but I grew up going to church. And, like, half of my family, like, my mom's side is Catholic. And at some point we stopped going to church, and then I got back in the church. But, like, that's what you're, you're taught when it comes to the Bible or religion. You're taught there's a, there's a God outside of you. Mm-hmm. You're handing your power away constantly to somebody else to do things for you. Like, I'm praying to a man or a woman or whomever you believe. I'm praying to an entity outside of me. To pick me to receive a blessing, a healing, a, a whatever. No, no, no. You have that power within you. We can heal ourselves. We can we can create. We can do anything we we desire. We we just have. That's the whole component. We have to believe that we can. Mm.
0: Yeah, so good, and practice playing with your power.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, practice. I mean, like I don't like to say like I'm manifesting. I feel like that word can sometimes be overused. And for a long mm-hmm. time, I didn't really know what it meant. <laughs> but I like to say I invent things. I like to say I create things. I like to I, I like to play with it on a small scale. Like I'll I'll walk outside and I'll ask to see some butterflies in the middle of winter. And it doesn't matter how they show up. They show up and I'm reminded of my power that day. Fabulous. Mm -hmm.
0: So good. I love that you said that because I do that a lot. Like I ask for... I asked to show myself signs or just to see something that will, like, you know, resemble or or show me a certain direction. Cause, like, occasionally uh, that's been really helpful for me throughout my life. And, and it always arrives, it always shows up in one form or another. And it's and, uh, such an interesting space to be in. Cause the first time I remember kind of being like, oh, yeah, well, whatever, just show me a sign then. <laughs> like,
1: and, right. Yeah. You know,
0: and then being like, whoa, okay. <laughs> That happened, you know, and I think the first few times we're exposed to our power can be really scary, but it gets, like you just said, it becomes fun and you get to play with that energy and and really realize that you are in in the driver's seat of your life. I love it, Amy. That's so great. It's so so much
1: fun. I mean, the minute we awaken to it, the minute we open our eyes to it, I I like to tell people like my whole family and like my immediate family didn't necessarily believe what I do or what I believe for a long time. And I would try to convince them, and then I gave up convincing them, and the minute I gave up convincing them, suddenly they jumped on board, and I'd get text messages of like repeating numbers from them, and they'd be like, "What does this one mean like Suddenly, they were awakening to this to this whole world that I had seen for a while, and they were like, "I keep seeing one 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 everywhere
0: and i yeah. and I
1: keep seeing this sign everywhere, and I'm like, "You see <laughs> I'm not so crazy." So
0: good. And now they're like your biggest fans, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, but see, and that's and that's the perfect example. When we're trying, when we're forcing, when we're efforting, when we're trying to make something happen, it does the opposite. And when we let up and we worry about ourselves and we take care of ourselves, suddenly everything around us, it, it just it transforms into what we've always wanted it to be.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious about this whole difference between force and power lately. You know, like when we do what you just said, like when we're trying to like figure something out or force something to happen, it's like a repellent, <laughs> like literally. And it's not fun versus when we're now in it's power. Not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. This has been so great, Amy. Thank you so much for all of your insights and just sharing you. It's been wonderful getting to know you better and everything as well. And Um, Is there anything that you want to share before we kind of finish up? Anything that was kind of percolating that we didn't talk about? I just want to encourage your listeners to to understand that
1: no matter what is happening for them, no matter what is going on in their lives, they can change it. It's not going to take weeks. It's not going to take months. It's not going to take years. It takes a simple thought, a simple choice. That's all it takes and that can happen in a split second, that can happen in a minute, that can happen in an hour. All they got to do is choose what they want it to be, choose something differently, choose to see it differently, mm-hmm. and it'll change for them. It'll, it'll, it'll ch- I know what it feels like to feel stuck or powerless or anxious. I, like, I, I have been there. And I know it all. And I know when people are in that space, all they want to do is be reminded that it will get better. And so, really, that's what I want to leave. I'm going to cry. Now I'm just getting all choked up here. But <laughs> if, if I can leave them with anything, it's that they have the power. And the minute they choose to tap into it, the minute they choose differently, it will change for them. It will, instantly. Hmm.
0: Thanks, Amy. That was really beautiful. Yes. So much goodness. We will absolutely put links so you can reach out to Amy and, and get connected with her tribe and everything that she does as well. She's got a lot of wonderful avenues that which she puts out her message. So we'll get you guys connected with her as well. And if you have any questions or anything to about this specific conversation or just about anything that you want to hear on the show, feel free to reach out. Love to hear from you. And thanks for tuning in. And I look forward to next week's conversation and many more.